Welcome to the Phoenix Nest, the podcast where bad bitches read romance. I'm Jess. And I'm Kat. And today we'll be discussing Seven by K.D. Robichaux. But before we get into the book, we'd like to remind you to rate and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and follow us on social media. You can find us at the PHX Nest on Instagram and PHX Pod on Twitter. You can also email us at the Phoenix Nest Pod at gmail.com. The links to our social media can be found in the description along with the link to our Goodreads as well as the link to our favorite independent bookstore, Mostly Books. Welcome back. Welcome to 2022. It's a shit show. It's kind of par for the course, I think, honestly. <laughs> it is what it is at this point. Um. So first off, we took February off as well as January. We didn't intend to. It was very unintentional. And then we're like, you know what? It's fine. It can wait. It's fine. It was personal things and just life in general and shit got weird for a while so we're sorry but also hi (laughs) we missed you and all that stuff um i also want to preface this by saying that if you hear any weird sounds we are currently recording in cat's garage yeah so like traffic um planes children yeah usually it's pretty quiet on my street so it shouldn't be too crazy but, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We couldn't record at my house because um, planes were very loud today. We've got the air show getting ready to go. Shit's getting Got a wild. ton of formations that are, like, flying super low overhead. And it's just loud they were jet doing, noise. They were doing loop-de-loops when mm-hmm. I left, which mm-hmm. was great. It's nice to watch, but I live directly across from the base, so it's bullshit. Yeah, that wasn't going to work. No, so... Um, Sound sounds great so far, so if you hear anything weird like motorcycles or children laughing and playing, um, we're sorry, not sorry. So, Seven by Katie Robichaux. We're starting off with Erotica. Yeah. Because we were going to do this in February. And right. It made more sense. Right. We didn't. So, Erotica. Have you read Erotica before? I mean, I think I've read things that are, like, similar but aren't always categorized under Erotica. Okay. Um. We, of course, have, like, Literotica, which is, like, online stuff yeah. and, you know, fanfic kind of stuff. Does that count as a... Re- yes, it does. I've read some real questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had a conversation a couple nights ago about how the world has been such shit that I haven't read fan fiction in months. Yeah. And it was really weird. So, um, I've been reading books, which is great. Whatever. I've read Erotica. I, we all have to, because we've all read Fifty Shades. I don't know if that really counts. No, it's... I don't know what it counts as. What was the terminology at that time? Mommy porn? Yeah. I hate that term, but I think that's what Fifty Shades is, is mommy porn. Ugh. Gross. so gross. So we decided that we were going to start it off with erotica, which is not something that we normally read on the podcast, but we thought we'd give it a try. We don't look for it. No, we don't. Sometimes Um, we get, like, spicy books, and uh, we're like, oh, okay, but not quite the same as as erotica <laughs> we're okay with a spice this one was this one was spicy but not like scary spice <laughs> it was not a spice girl right because we've read you know you there are some that you I've like and i don't want to say it was like vanilla either no because but was, it was pretty tame it was pretty i think tame. as far as what we would expect from some sort of like erotica BDSM yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm okay with that. So yeah. I came across this book because this is my pick. 
And I'm going to put my pick in quotations because this is not actually my pick. <laughs> um, I went to my friend Beth, who does not listen to the pod. She supports us, but she doesn't listen. She says it's weird to hear my voice and not be able to respond to me. Um, I mean, she can still respond to you. It's just a little weird. Yeah. My mom does it. Hi, mom. Um, don't read this one. I mean, you could, I guess. Just don't talk to me about it if you do. <laughs> oh, no. So um, I sent out a text to Beth and I was like, here is our theme. I don't read erotica. Mm-hmm. Like, I've read it from the past, but I don't know where to find good ones. Right. Like, what do I do? She's like, you have to read something by KD Robichaux. And I was like, okay, why? She's like, they're the best. I loved them. I found her on TikTok and I've read everything of hers now. I'm like, okay, where do I start? And the first series, it's like the the first two books are together. It's like a duology. Okay. But there was something about the second chance that just creeped me out that I couldn't do. So that's okay. why I did the second one. It's called Seven. Um, it is, go ahead and read the synopsis, I guess. And we'll get into it. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll start us out with this. It's like a long synopsis, that, but it doesn't seem to to give much away which is also weird like usually it's a long synopsis like the whole story oh my god i hate those um but here we go i'd like to know that this is the product description by the way because i'm reading it off of kindle oh yeah because we read this you read via kindle unlimited and i read because beth handed me the actual physical copy oh yeah no all right here we go Seth Owens, co-owner of Club Alias, has always taken full advantage of the endless supply of willing submissives who frequent his high-end establishment, but he's never trusted anyone enough to let them get to know the man beneath the leather mask. Twyla Quill has always been the good girl, the responsible one, which has left her no time to indulge in the many pleasures of life, much less a relationship. When Twyla finally convinces her sister to leave her abusive boyfriend, they have no choice but to move across the country and hide out, away from the monster determined to get her sister back. With their savings quickly running out, Twyla takes a position at the local sex shop where she meets Seth, a man who is all too willing to show her what she's been missing out on. What happens when the witty Dom meets the sweet new girl in town? Sparks fly and a whirlwind romance neither ever saw coming begins. But will Seth be able to protect the woman he considers his? Seven is a standalone novel. You can meet him in the confession duet. Okay. So that was the longest synopsis without giving anything. Like it I was. Said. It, it was. was. Um, so my thoughts going in was that I was going to be absolutely horrified by what we were reading. Because I don't always trust Beth when she hands me books. Because sometimes... Because you open, you're like, ooh! Yeah, she handed me one, and I opened it, and I went, this isn't for me, no! And I had to give it back. It was bad. Okay, Um, okay. So I was actually pleasantly surprised. So this is about Twyla running, helping her sister Astrid run from her abusive husband, boyfriend, whoever he is. Um, And they just pick a random spot on the map, and they go there. And Twyla's had this great job she's worked in some like clean cleaning supply place yeah she's like a chemical engineer or something something yeah crazy and so they get there and there's like nothing to do it's a military town which we live in a military town and it feels very weird to have people say there's no jobs well and like it's like a really small town too from the feel of it and it's confusing because how do i say this a successful 
sex club and sex shop, I wouldn't put in like a small town well, setting. Not, like, not only is it successful, it's expensive. And that's like, and it doesn't say like celebrities are there, but it's like it costs a ton of money to yeah. join. And it's, I don't know, it's it's like eighty five thousand dollars to join this club, and they're in a small military town. Mm-hmm. Listen, I grew up in a small military town. That that's what it is. There's two military bases there. That is I mean, not... there might be like strip clubs and stuff and there bars, but like and bars and sex stores and stuff like that. But there wasn't like people that could join. And a I sex wouldn't say that they were like 000. thriving. No, like I don't know. Okay, so but anyways. it's I mean fantasy kind of yeah. shit. So Whatever. Twilight Twilight gets this job at the sex shop. She knows absolutely nothing. Right. Absolutely. She doesn't know the difference between a, like a dildo and a vibrator and a butt plug. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and she meets Seth. He is. Going in to buy the next, like, week's supply of sex toys. Which is also strange. Wouldn't you just order them in bulk? I think he's just, like, supporting a local business, <laughs> you know? I would ask that they, like, buy in bulk, though. Be like, can you order this specific or, like, purple well, dildo in bulk? It kind of sounded like it was specific to whomever he was dominating at the time or the class or whatever because like he teaches classes i guess that that would make which is also strange yeah so twilight ends up getting classes from seth on what the toys are right they do right and from there our story begins essentially which right i enjoyed the story as a whole what were your thoughts going into it I was a little bit concerned when, like, the very beginning was the running away from home type feeling. Um, I also am not quite sure that I understand how that was the best possible plan. Like, complete anonymity yeah, kind of thing. Because it sounds like their parents are still alive. They're in Florida. And it sounds like she had money from working at this company on the West yeah. Coast. And I'm not so convinced that this was like the best move for them but i mean it's just to further the story i guess it's just one of those things where it's like "Mm, reality doesn't connect quite that way for me no but i think you have to like also take into account the author's backstory so the author does state that she is the victim of domestic abuse like Mm -hmm. that was her former life now she's happily remarried and she's writing these books as a way to like cope and she used bdsm as a way to recover from Okay. Her domestic violence background, you know, which I think is interesting. I don't, I just, therapy? I'm not kink shaming anybody. Do what you do. If you're into (laughs) BDSM as a way to get over your trauma, fantastic. I think she did write it really well, though. I think so, too. I just think, like, there were some pieces that are missing. Like, it would have made more sense if the creepy boyfriend was, like, a dirty cop. Or, like, where they couldn't go to the police. Because they were, like, we have pictures of her bruises and all this stuff. But no. That would have been more than enough to go to the cops. And instead they find, like, these mercenaries. Okay. So. The um, mercenaries threw me. Okay, so here's something weird. I think I've read one of these. I think I've read the previous one with the the woman that's the author. I'm pretty sure I've read it. Because then when they started talking about, um, like, their psychiatrist doc yeah and stuff i was like why does that seem familiar and i was like i'm pretty sure i've read one of these um is it the one where um so she ends up being raped and leaves 
her boyfriend husband person. I don't remember. And then they have a second chance. Maybe. I don't know. I did read Doc. I read the next one. Mm-hmm. And I quite enjoyed that one as well. Because mm-hmm. it's the sister. Doc is a lot dirtier than Seth is. Interesting. Yeah. Why did Beth start us on like this this like beginner level one considering what we do because when not we do bdsm but like <laughs> considering that we review romance novels um mostly because she didn't want to scare me right away but i was like but like don't give me these weird menage books and maybe i won't be terrified okay because she gave me a menage book is the first time she was mm. like you should read this and i opened it and i went no 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 Mm-mm. that's that's not a thing i can do right now in this time frame <laughs> <laughs> But now I'm pretty okay with them. I mean, I did read Doc. I did enjoy it. I did not enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Seven, though. Interesting. I think it's mostly because I love Seth as a character more than I loved Doc. So, okay. So let's talk about Seth. So he's had, like, his own demons, right? He's, like, this brilliant child genius who goes to college when he's, like, 13. Went to MIT, not just college. um, Yeah. And he's just, like, brilliant. And he kind of grew up too fast and was used by a lot of the we'll say women but they're like 20 years old because they're in college and didn't really get to mature in like a sexual way and in the right in like a normal way yeah right right progression yeah so he kind of has gone through all of those demons and then kind of linked up with all of these other dudes in different ways because they all have different backgrounds too yeah so doc is the one who created this mercenary group and they're just like they have like a security office you can hire them or whatever but it's next to the sex club (laughs) it's like linked to the sex club yeah which like how does that work what is the soundproofing in the sex club like it's in it's in all of the rooms. It has to be. Well, can you imagine like the sex club is happening, but like Seth has to go work in the No, that's the day office. job versus the night job. <laughs> so weird. Come me. on. But um I Seth or Doc is the one who gathers everybody. Right. With you know, he needed Seth because he needed Seth who could hack into anything and get mm-hmm. any information with his computer skills. And then he's got um Corbin and Brian, I believe, is the other guy's name. They do the mercenary work. There's another one. I can't remember his name. Right, yeah. And um, it was fascinating, kind of, because at first I was like, oh, a security team. Like, as a backup to they own a sex club. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, but also we're secretly mercenaries. I was like, whoa, 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 wait, what? It's like telling someone you're a spy and you're like, okay. You're a liar. That's not true. You're definitely a spy. Um. Yeah, but, like, Doc kind of checks on everyone, makes sure that they're, like, mentally okay, prepared yeah. for anything that they're going to do, which is four, interesting. Four one-hour sessions with Doc before you can even... That's the real reason it's expensive to join, right? Yeah. yeah. Before you can even, like, you put your application and you have to go through these before you get approved to be a member of the club. And you can't just apply to be a member. Like, someone has to, like, bring you in and, like, vouch for you. Yeah. This is, like, super secret shit. Which is also strange that's in a small town. Yeah. Like, because she can, like, walk to work, walk to the club. I just, it's just strange. It, there was, there was a lot. There was a lot. I didn't hate it, though. No, I no. really enjoyed it. There was just some things that were a little nitpicky. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Twyla being as old as she is at this point and knowing nothing was concerning to me. 
Well, she was one who like threw herself into school and then threw herself into work right away. Yeah. And she was like, I don't have social media because it was a distraction. I, you know, didn't really have friends. I didn't watch movies or TV. She didn't read books. And her sister's like, what is wrong with you? Like, go read this book. (laughs) Go watch this movie. And it's, she's playing catch up essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's a little too heavy on the virgin trope too, I thought. Okay. Just because I'm not used to reading, I'm a virgin, but I'm into BDSM. And I'm like, but you've never had normal sex. How are you into that? I don't. She just knows what she likes. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Interesting. But what were your thoughts on the characters themselves? Like Twyla by herself and then Seth by by himself. Hmm. Did you have any feelings one way or the other? What do you mean? Like that if I liked them? Yeah, did you connect with them in any way? Not really. I no. mean, they're kind of, I mean, they serve their purpose. Okay. But, like, Seth was like, um, if Ryan Reynolds wanted to be in a sexy movie, that would be him. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but it's true. Like, the quoting of movies and, like, the awful jokes and stuff. Okay, well, I connected with be. Seth because of the quoting the movies. See what I mean? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Um, Twilight, I just, she's kind of, whatever. Give or take. Like, she wasn't, she wasn't like a standout heroine compared to others that we've read. Mm -hmm. There wasn't anything super special about her personality. Okay. Which is interesting because usually the heroine is the one that's the most, like, complex. Yeah. And it was more like she was just facilitating the story of, like, how she gets into BDSM. Yeah. But it's all, like, a chain of events from, like, her sister being in a bad relationship. Yeah. Yeah. There's. The I didn't whole... hate her or anything. No. I didn't dislike her. There was just... She was there. Right. She did just... She was there solely yeah. to facilitate the plot. Yep. And that was it. Um, Which is weird for the main character, though. Yeah. It was very weird. But I think, too, this one was more plot-heavy than what we're used to. Because we're used to more character-driven Maybe. Books. Compared to a more plot driven. Maybe. It just, it maybe would have been more interesting if we had seen more of Seth's perspective. Yeah. Because it bounced back and forth, but it was very, very limited in his perspective. And I think there was a lot more that could have been written based on his experiences and his knowledge. Yeah. Since he was supposed to be the teacher. (laughs) Like, I would have liked to see more from Seth just because I did like him Mm -hmm. the most. Yeah. And of all of the, um, the guys so far, I do like Seth the most, just because I feel like he's more fun. He definitely needs some Adderall. Yeah. 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 That, that boy needs to be on some ADHD meds, but he was adorable and I loved but him. aside from that, he was great. Fine. Um, The plot in this, so if you want to read something spicy-ish, as the kids call it these days on the TikTok, mm-hmm. if you want to read something spicy that has a plot to it, that is a pretty decent plot. Right. I do suggest you read seven. And probably the rest of the series would be something that you would do okay with. Yeah. Just because it's it's very much the same tone. The, uh, the next book, Doc, mm-hmm. there's a very big um, plot line in that one that is a pretty solid plot, too. Um, Astrid is a makeup artist, obviously. We know that from this book. And she ends up getting a job at this mansion where girls are just dancers. They're strippers. 
but she does not realize that it is a front for like high-end prostitution like it's a high-end brothel essentially weird and the owner of the brothel is this disgusting dude that ended up raping doc's first love at a party in high school and because of that she ended up committing suicide because she could never get over her trauma well that sounds awful it was horrible okay back to the actual (laughs) book that we're talking about jessica um (laughs) i think the other thing about this was that the build-up was pretty decent for such a short book because it's only Mm -hmm. like 200 pages right it was a very very quick read so if you're looking for a quick read um, this is a pretty good one. Yeah. But the buildup of their relationship was, was decent. Like sometimes we have books where we're just like bored of the release. Like the banter is not good. No. And this one, I think it's because it was so fast. Because it was like within a week they decided they were in love with each other. Yeah. Which is fine. Whatever. Fine for like a book, but like weird for real life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is though. Like if you just announce, it's, like yeah. I met this guy on Saturday. And I'm in love by Friday. That's a little bit weird. What are you on and how do I avoid it? No, how do we get some? No, how do you get some, not me? <laughs> oh, I don't I'm need good. it. I, yeah. I no. think, I think though that their progression was, it wasn't too quick for how short the book is. Because sometimes no. we have those books where the relationship happens on like chapter one. Uh-huh. And we're like, there was no lead up to this. And we've also had books where there's like sex in the first couple pages. Yeah. They just jump right into it. And it's like, whoa. There was zero lead up. I don't know who you are still. <laughs> and then there are those books that we read that we don't even get a first kiss until over halfway through. Right. I think this was about halfway when we got like the makeout yeah. stuff. And it was just making out, which was interesting too. Because we don't usually see that. We see that as like yeah. a, a means to an end. Yeah. Which is... It was, Whatever. it felt more natural for these characters. Right, right. There wasn't any time where we were like, huh, too quick, make it go back. So let's back up a little bit in our plot, because we've been, like, jumping into, like, character stuff. Yeah. Um. But, so, Twyla works at the sex shop. She meets Seth, and Seth offers to, like, tutor her to help her do better in sales. So she can make commission. Because, you know, she has no idea between, like, a butt plug and a dildo. And then her sister's like horrified and is like, read Fifty Shades of Grey. And she reads it and likes it. And it's, we already talk about this a lot about how we hate it. That's like the baseline for stuff. Because there's so much good and better out there. Um, Such as this book. Right. And so she goes for like these little lessons with Seth. And in the interim, like Seth and Doc are trying to figure out like why Seth has not not I don't want to say obsessed because obsessed kind of sparks this idea of like stalker. Yeah. But it's not that. It's like he can't his normal boundaries aren't working for him in this instance. And so they're trying to figure out how and why that's happening when he's a trained professional. Because he like attended like an, a school or some shit. Okay, that is another series that this author really liked. And Beth tried to get us to read the first one of that. And then mm-hmm. I read it and I went, oh no. And by read it, I mean the synopsis. Mm. And it was a not for us book. Mm. Sorry, Beth, maybe later, but not right now. Not quite there yet. No, we're not quite there yet. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, But they like have classes and like 
when he first invites her to do these like classes where like I'll tutor you privately, you're like, oh god, it's just gonna be BDSM the whole time. But it's not. It's like no. it's like here's this vibrator and here's this vibrator and here's a cock ring and it's like it was like really informative. Yeah, not super descriptive for us, but like basics for what she would need to know kind of yeah. stuff. And then he like loses his shit when he finds out she's a virgin. And um, he doesn't know what to do. He's like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't take people's virginities. <laughs> it's like, it's like and so he has like his own like mental breakdown kind of. But like very quickly gets over it because he likes her so much. Yeah. And um, and then that kind of that's like the first three quarters of the story, honestly. Yeah. It's that's weird. I'm trying to figure out how to make a relationship work. Yeah. With her being a virgin and him being a dom. But he's also Which is like also weird. He's also like, you're hundred percent submissive. Period. And I'm like, let her figure it out. What if she's but not she's really bad at reading signs? What if she just so hasn't weird. figured it out yet? <laughs> she's gonna. <laughs> what happens later on down the road? But it was it was kind of fascinating to see the progression of their relationship. Right. And then there is that plot situation where it's learning all of this, but on the background we also have the ex, Astrid, her Twilight sister's ex, is yeah. missing and keeps showing up and like putting notes on the doors and like showing up to where Twyla works and Well, okay, so being creepy. So like a piece of mail was left on Twyla's windshield mm -hmm. and they're like that's weird we have a P.O. box so no one can find us and then she starts panicking and she finally tells Seth everything but then instead of like acting on it right away she's like no we'll just act like normal until something else happens or whatever and then the ex shows up and kidnaps her out of the sex store and takes her to a different sex club a scary one a not good one. A, a terrible, horrible, scary one. Yeah. And like ties her down. Yeah. Like, whips her with a scary cat of nine. Ugh. And he's like doing it to be cruel and like get back at her because she helped her sister get away from him. Yeah. And so he's like, well, he's clearly crazy. But, um, clearly. But while that's going on, because she's like a hot, hot mess. Because she's, like, kidnapped, you know? Yeah. Then Seth and Doc realize, like, hey, we can't find her. She should have been home. She's not on the cameras. She's nowhere. She's, you know, nowhere. And they already have her sister. Mm -hmm. um, they already have her with Doc to yep. be safe, which is how then the next one starts. But um, they, like, freak out, and they're trying to track her down. And it's oh. just, like, a hot mess. Because, like, now they get to put all their mercenary skills to the test. Because yeah. they're, like, going to track his location. Because they put a location thing on his car. And they're going to go to the hotel where they've been watching him. And all this stuff. They're tracking the cameras. Because they've got access to all these cameras. They put cameras up around the areas that he's been known to be in. And they track him down to this scary, awful sex club. Yeah. And they have their one rule is a life for a life. So they're not going to kill anyone unless that person has been in the direct reason for someone else to have died. Right. Whether that be they committed the crime or they are the ones who essentially led someone to 
killing themselves. And his friends are like, listen, you can't kill him. And he's like, I'll do my best not to, but I'm not making any promises. Well, and they're like, you can't kill him. And you're not one of the mercs. Like, you're he our, just wants to real bad. You're our security dude. He's like, real but he's got, he's got my girl. And I'm right. Like, She's not yours, but okay. So, like, they get to the creepy club and the bouncer won't let them in. And he's like, let me in. I'm going to, like, fight you. And then he punches him in the face. Yeah. First of all, bouncers did not do a good job. No. If you're a bad bouncer, I don't feel that your, like, place of business is very good either, though. <laughs> and, like, so they walk in. And it's, like, a skeezy club. Like, people are hooking up in the bar area. Mm. Like, there's just, like, gross booths and stuff. Ugh. And then there's, like, private rooms, right? And yeah. so he, like, kicks in the doors of the private rooms until he finds the one that she's in. And when he gets in there, Creepy X is using the electric wand on her yeah. but in its highest setting and so he's like burning her yeah. and like electric shocking her and she's like got enough uh, she's got enough of her wits about her we'll say that um to make sure that she doesn't use his real name mm-hmm. and she is like don't kill him because he goes for him yeah and he starts beating the shit out of him but i feel like that's kind of in his right to do so um, I mean, he's trying to protect her in the best way that he can. And that's his first response. Yeah. So, like, his buddies, like, pull him off. They're like, we've got him now. <laughs> like, you can stop trying to murder him. Yeah. Get your girl. Get out of here. Get her some medical help. Like, do that part. And in the end, they get her the medical help, which is great. She is recovering fine. And the ex is thrown in jail and is going to spend a long time in jail. Yeah. Which is great. Now he's out of the picture. But Twyla now needs to heal from that trauma. Like, not just physically, but the mental part. The mental part, yeah. And they decide to do that by allowing Twyla to go through the four hours of therapy with doc and becoming a member and becoming a member who doesn't have to pay because she's the owner's girl and i'm like oh so they all just get free membership well obviously <laughs> duh so um they go do their thing and they make it known that they're okay with doc watching up to a certain point so that he makes sure that twyla is safe and she's not doing this just to please seth right And then they go through everything and he shows her like, these are not tools to be afraid of if they're used correctly. And so they go through and they use the whip and they use the electric wand thingy. And he shows her like that you can derive pleasure from something that was used against you. Right. And I want to say they lived happily ever after, but not yet. Because then we get an epilogue that didn't piss me off. Interesting. Because normally these epilogues piss me off. They're married and they have a kid now and they're having a great life. And I'm like, I'm not angry about this. Usually you don't like that. Normally I hate it. Hmm. But I think it's because usually the way we see it is they're in the wedding or they're getting engaged or we don't see like the future part of it. We We don't see see the I just cut forward to the future where that's already happened and then I'm okay. (laughs) Okay, I think that's fair. Um, But. They they have their happily ever after, and they have, like, a successful relationship, 
And it sets up for Doc and Astrid to have their book. And it kind of just ties it all together very nicely at the end. Yeah. There wasn't anything at the end that irritated me. Like, okay, you know, that's good. There's, It feels rushed at the end, and it didn't feel rushed to me. It felt like a very well-paced 200 pages. I think that's fair. And I loved it. So, yeah. The only thing we didn't touch on is that, like, Doc has, like, a fortress mansion yeah. by the sea. By and the that's sea. where they go to to get busy because they're like, we should really just get away from work and get out of this small town and... Be alone for a little bit. Yeah, because because Seth lives over on like the apartment Above on top the of the club, and he's like, it's just easy because it's like there's work and that's where I live and sleep and whatever. Is that weird. I lived five minutes from my work and like it was super convenient. So sometimes it was great, but then it's like, oh, so close to work. I literally live at work. I know, and I would hate it. I have to very firmly remember that I am at home. Yeah. And not at work. Yeah, I would not enjoy that. And sometimes I can hear my coworker. He's all he I don't hear him as much as my previous. Well, that's so. good. He's much more quiet and I enjoy that immensely. I still do hear some of the customers sometimes. But otherwise I don't worry about it. Just weird. But there are times where I'm like, Oh, I can't go outside right now because there are customers at the gate and I have to wait. Like coming over here and bringing all my shit. There was a customer that was coming, pulling up to the gate to leave. And I was like, let me wait. I don't want to talk to them right now. They will want to talk to me. Yeah. So that's frustrating. But like living over your sex club. Again, the soundproofing in his apartment just has to be immaculate. Just the just the hours that he keeps are insane to me. He doesn't sleep, it seems. Well, he'd have to sleep like for the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he'd have to. I don't know, sleep like 6 a.m. to noon or something. I don't know. (laughs) It's weird. It's very weird. What isn't touched on that I do have a question about, after they're married and have their kid, do they still live in that apartment? God, I hope not. How do you explain that to your child? I feel like raising a kid over a sex club is really questionable. I doubt it because he obviously makes good money. Yeah. And they all kind of give him shit for living above the the club. When he could clearly go somewhere else. And he's like, why would I? It's so convenient. <laughs> it's like, okay. Don't you want like that separation though? That's why I leave my apartment a lot. Like, go I places. just, I don't, it's not for me. That's when you say, do you want to go garage night? And I'm like, I will be there. Yeah. Because I got to get out of my apartment. <laughs> so that is seven Um, on a scale of one to five stars. What do you rate it? Um, I'm going to go 4.5. Okay. I enjoy the story. Um, I have no connection to basically any part of the story, <laughs> which is weird for me because usually there's something that stands out. Yeah. Um, but I guess this is just kind of proving that I don't need to be super connected to characters or plot. Okay. When usually that's something I look for. Um, so it was like an easy read. It wasn't super emotional, even though it had like emotionally charged parts of it. Yeah. Like obviously it's emotional when someone's kidnapped and like taken to a sex club. Yeah. But that wasn't something that like, I don't know. It just didn't resonate with me. Yeah. The yeah. way that other that descriptions other would. would. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I gave it a 4.25. Okay. It's a little bit lower than Interesting you. since you sound way more enthusiastic <laughs> than I do. My main reasons for that were um, 
Twyla was more difficult to connect with. Right. I loved Seth a lot. And I did want more of their relationship. Okay. As a whole. While the pacing was great, I wanted more than 200 pages. Okay. So I think it was a matter of I wanted more of it. I did read it voraciously. Like I sat down. And it was I read an it easy, easy one. read. Yeah. I Which was great because some of these fantastic. other ones that like you guys just some of the other stuff we've picked <laughs> might get difficult. Might get. To, we had a conversation about some October themes that we might be changing. We're a little scared, though. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm definitely scared. We will not be reading the COVID one, though. No, that's not going to happen. Do you know there's a Christmas one? A Christmas COVID? COVID clause. Is the virus Santa? Yeah. Why? No, I hate that. No, 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 no. And all of the covers are very weird. I hate it. I There's hate like it. an anthology it. It. already. No. But it's they're all like super short. So I don't understand how this qualifies. It doesn't. As a book. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. 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 Um. So sticking with our erotica theme. We're doing your pick. Yeah. It's... I don't feel like it fits the category as well as it should. Okay. But we'll talk about that when we discuss it on our next one. Yeah. Um, do you want to announce the next book? Or do you want me to? You can't. I don't Cat's <laughs> like, please, God, let's know. just get it over with. It's it's J.D. Ward, though, right? It's J.R. Ward. J- Why did they? Oh, because J.D. Robb. J.D. Robb. Different. So, um, different. We're going to be covering Dark Lover by J.R. Ward in our next episode. Yep. Um, it's gonna be an interesting one. I'd read it before, Cat had not, and it is weird. It was weird. It is weird. So, uh, until next time, remember that bad bitches read romance. Bye. Bye.